I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast where we discuss great beers. Don't forget beer movies. And the stories that go with them. We are continuing our best beer movie ever series with a deep dive into a cinematic toga party. I'm your host, Jeff. I'm your host, Jeff. And joining us tonight to check out a beer movie, uh, we've got Dr. Todd. Aloha, everybody. Sound guy, Tom. Check one, two, check one, two. And producer Joe. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. We are five friends who love sharing beers and telling stories, so... We made it a podcast, and we're lucky enough to live in San Diego, California, beer mecca of the world. Thanks for joining us. Hey, open up a beer, pull up a seat, enjoy the show. And again, don't forget to follow us on social media at I Like Beer the Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. I Like Beer the Po one, and I Like Beer the Ta one on Twitter. And then make sure to check out our website to see pictures of all of our field trips, both real and virtual, and uh, learn a little more about us. And that is at ILikeBeerThePodcast.com. Yeah, before we roll out tonight's feature film, let's find out what everyone's drinking. We, I know we do have some gift beers sent to us from Lisa and Bill in Bend, Oregon, who actually sent us our very first gift beers of the podcast a year and a half ago in the summertime. They customized. They've been listening. They customized. Uh, Talent and Tom, what did they send you? So we've got the, uh, it's from the Brewer's Cabinet, and it's called the Dirty Wookiee, uh, and it's an Imperial Brown Ale. So great name. Although I don't know if there's anything more scary than maybe a dirty Wookiee. That that is uh, could be a little scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more dangerous. Yeah, but I do like the name. I'm a big Wookiee fan. I'm I'm very pro Wookiee. Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. So beer is uh, so far. Let's see. I'm smells really good. It smells real good. That's a good. It's a good. I mean, it's a very solid brown now. It's got a little. little um, I'm trying to see if there's a chocolate or not. Like a clean drinking brown ale, it's it's very. I don't think there's anything like you don't taste anything that kind of stands out in in it in terms of uh, taste and that kind of stuff. It's just a very good brown ale. It's an imperial brown ale. So what's it what's it weighing in at? Uh, you don't taste that. That I, you're right. It is an imperial brown ale, and I think it's showing it here. It says seven point one percent, which I don't think that's that high for an imperial. Yeah, I would expect sure. something more in the nine percent range. You don't taste that. You don't taste the you know like where a lot of times where you kind of get that boozy no. taste sometimes to it. Um, you don't get that here. Um, I think it'll be really interesting. I'm gonna let it sit here and breathe a little bit and warm up a little bit. I've been noticing a lot lately. I've been better at that with the with my browns and my porters and my stouts. And um, I've really come to where I have these beers and initially I taste them and I go oh, that's all right. And then I will taste it after it started to warm up and it's like, wow, this is actually really good. You start to get a lot of those different flavors come out. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the dirty Wookiee. The magic of sipping, right? Yes. Yes. Right. We're, we're maturing and growing up as, as a beer drinker. Yeah. No, I'd agree with talent. It's a, uh, it's pretty solid. I, there's a little bit of bitterness on the front end, but it smooths out on the back end, at least from what I'm tasting. Excellent. And Joe and, and Doc and I got Moon Dunes Hazy IPA, also from the Brewer's Cabinet in Nevada. Thoughts on, on this beer, Joe? Yeah, it's a great hazy. I'm enjoying it. It's 7.5%, uh, so it's uh, competitive with your <laughs> <laughs> Imperial IPA there, talent. But I'd give it about a, I'd give it a four. Yeah, you can pick up the guava mandarin grapefruit notes in it. 
a little bit of the pininess uh, that you get from like a more traditional IPA, usually not so much in the hazy. Yeah, I like it. I'm, I'm right with you. 4.0. I'm right there with Joe. You know, I've never met a hazy I didn't like. <laughs> yeah, it's good. So, Lisa and Bill. And I don't, uh, I don't believe in sipping. So, <laughs> you don't, you don't have to sip this one. That's right. Uh, you don't have to. I'm going to, but you don't have to. You want to drink as fresh as possible. Yeah, that's right. I want to find the bottom. I was remembering talent when we went way back when pre-COVID, when we went to a Tuesday night beer society where we planned all our Tuesday nights to go with, yeah. uh, with Mike Lopez. And we only went to one and then COVID hit. But when they poured all their porters and their stouts and, and they had all their, they had four or five tasting glasses each and they have them sit and they almost like were timing how long they sit. And you and I were boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> we learned a lot that night. Yeah, we learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't shy in, in helping us understand oh, they were we awesome. could do they things were a lot better. Yes, so they, were, they were great. So I'm looking they forward were, to eventually getting back there at some point. Someday. 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 Dream, dreams can come true. So thank you, Lisa and Bill and Bend, Oregon, for sending us some favorite beers. Very much appreciated. Cheers. 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 So the doctor has chosen tonight's feature film. And he knows the stakes. He had to pick a film that can stand up to our first feature, 1977, Smoking the Bandit, and our second feature, 1983's Strange Brew. And if I know the doctor, it's going to get a little wild. All right. So what I've chosen, we're kind of staying in that same genre, the classics. We're going with 1978 comedy classic, Animal House. Good call. Q, Animal House. You can play it just so we know it. There we go. Nice. We're all in the mood now. <laughs> <laughs> so animal, in Animal House, it's, you know, beer is not necessarily part of the overall plot, but it is definitely a drinking movie. Drinking beer is a theme throughout. And, and, and through this lens, I argue, Animal House greatest beer movie of all time so to set the scene for those who've never seen it or you haven't seen it in a long time spoiler alert takes place at faber college follows two freshmen that are rushing and pledging end up pledging to the wacky delta fraternity and it's in this movie we get to meet uh you know actually really the only star at that time john belushi who was in his third year at the time of uh saturday night live as bluto the seventh year college student with a GPA of uh, 0.0 <laughs> <laughs> as he smashes beer cans on his head and starts cafeteria food fights. And, you know, his, his facial expressions alone are worth watching this movie. His lifting of one eyebrow and, you know, looking sideways. Anyways, if you haven't seen it in a long time, just you can watch it with the sound off. Just watching his facial expressions are, are pretty good. And that's your classic beer scene where Bluto crushes the beer can against his forehead and smashes the beer ball over his head. And right. it took 18 takes to get that right. I did a little trivia uh, nice. uh, hunting around today. 18 takes to get it right because Stephen first kept laughing <laughs> during it. <laughs> right. Exactly. So anyways, Bluto and the Delta Boys, you know, they, they pull a lot of pranks, uh, a lot of shenanigans, like putting a dead horse in the dean of the college, Dean Wormer, his office, where they, they, they didn't intend for it to die, but it died. And so, <laughs> uh, so Dean Wormer 
dean of Faber College, he does not like Delta House one bit. In fact, he would like to get rid of them in the worst way. So basically, he wants them kicked out. So the midterm exam scores come out, and uh, Dean Wormer gives a little visit to the boys. And uh, you can hear, as soon as he walks in the fraternity house, you can hear the beer cans hiding. So here we go. Here's a little clip. Look what just creeped in. Well, well, well. Looks like somebody forgot there's a rule against alcoholic beverages in fraternities on probation. Oh, so anyways. <laughs> oh, yeah. So anyways, he's telling about their grades, right? You know, your grades are so low. Well, and actually what I skipped over, well, I don't want to tell the whole movie, but, you know, the boys, Bluto and company, they stole the wrong exam. Uh, <laughs> and so they all did really poorly on their midterms. So here we go. He's talking about their uh, their poor test scores. You know, he reminds them they're on probation. And then basically that one more slip up. And here we go. Now, have you boys seen your grade point average yet? Well, have you? I have, sir. I know it's a little below par. At it's the more than a little below par, Mr. Hoover. It stinks. It's the lowest on campus. It's the lowest in Faber history. Uh, well, sir, we're hoping that our midterm grades will really help our average. <laughs> Laugh now. Because you clowns have been on double secret probation since the beginning of this semester. <laughs> double secret probation? And that means one more slip up, one more mistake, and this fraternity of yours has had it at favor. So what do you do when faced in a predicament like this, right? So they're in trouble. You'd think they'd start, you know, they'd, they better start studying and mend their ways. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, not the boys at the Delta house. We've got to do something. He's serious this time. I think he knows about the exams. He's right. You're right. <laughs> we got to do something. Absolutely. You know what we got to do? Toga, toga party. We're on double secret probation, whatever that is. We can't afford to have a toga party. You guys up for a toga party? Toga! Toga! Uh, yeah, I think they like the idea, Hoof. Oh, Otter, please don't do this. We got news for you, pal. They're going to nail us no matter what we do. So we might as well have a good time. Toga! There we go. So the boys then throw the most wild and crazy toga party of all time. There you go. You need to watch this again for John Belushi's facial expressions and the the famous toga party where all kinds of crap goes down at the toga party. Let's see. What are some things that happened? You guys remember some things that happened at the toga party? You guys probably remember. No, no. <laughs> it's been a long time for me. <laughs> okay. yeah. I was, I'm very much oh, enjoying God. the clips because at the toga party, first of all, Otter, who's the head of, of recruiting, uh, basically he ends up sleeping with Dean Wormer's wife who comes over. <laughs> he he met her at the at the supermarket and invited her over I remember uh, that while part. they were looking 
They were looking at cucumbers. Mine's bigger than that. I beg your pardon? Oh, my cucumber. It's bigger. <sighs> Vegetables can be really sensuous, don't you think? No. Vegetables are sensual. People are sensuous. Right. Sensual. That's what I meant. But by the way, my name is Eric Stratton. They call me Otter. My name's Marion. They call me Mrs. Wormer. Oh, we have a, a Dean Wormer at Faber. What a coincidence. I have a husband named Dean Wormer at Faber. You still want to show me your cucumber? <laughs> Anyways, a lot of crazy stuff goes down at the toga party. Uh, so Wormer... Basically, he organizes a hearing to revoke Delta's charter, but so to, to take their mind off, you know, being kicked out and have their charter revoked, it's Otter, Boo, uh, Flounder, a bunch of them go on a road trip. They pick up some young women from a all-women's school when Otter claims that his uh, girlfriend died or whatever. Anyways, so they end up going to, this is kind of controversial. They were worried about even putting this scene in. They went to... Uh, an all African-American bar and a couple big patrons came up and intimidated. So they, they, the Deltas had these dates and the patrons came up and wanted to dance with their dates. And there's this classic scene uh, that they, they were thinking they should leave out, but they conferred with the infamous at the time, Richard Pryor. So, oh no, no, it's fine. Leave it in. <laughs> so, uh, so here we go. Here's the scene. Do you mind if we dance with your dates? <laughs> Why, no, not at all. Go right ahead. <laughs> there you go. So, and that was in the infamous Otis Day in the Nights. Yeah. So, Tal and I were, we were mentioned earlier that the soundtrack to this movie is phenomenal. So, there we go. You got Otis Day uh, singing Shout. And then, so, and then afterwards, they end up running out of the bar, scared out of their minds, think they're going to get beaten up and they smash up a cars. And it, was, and it was all kinds of good stuff. So, they get kicked out, uh, they get their charter revoked. And then here comes the infamous speech, Bluto, trying to cheer everyone up, saying, you know, well, we can't just we can't just, you know, roll over. So what are we gonna do? So here we go. Here's here's John Belushi's infamous speech. One of the greatest speeches ever, so yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. They're all sitting around moping, drinking beer, of course, which they pretty much are throughout the whole movie. Uh here we go. Looks like I missed something. Yeah, you did. We're all officially kicked out of school. Wormer just got our grades. It kicked us out of school? Huh. That makes sense. Hey! What's this lying around shit? <laughs> well, what the hell is supposed to do, you moron? War's over, man. Wormer dropped the big one. What? Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? German? Forget it, he's rolling. And it ain't over now. Because when the going gets tough. The tough get going. Who's with me? Let's go. Come on. Ah! And then he runs out. 
And no one follows them. They're just sitting there drinking their beers. <laughs> the great, greatest yeah. William Wallace and Brave, Freedom Speech right, yeah, and Braveheart, yeah. you know, Pat, you Pat and Henry the Fourth and Pluto's yeah. When the Going Gets Tough. <laughs> so those are those are just a few of the iconic scenes. I'm not I'm not going to show the rest of them because you guys need to watch the movie. But you know, pretty much great drinking movie, hilarious. John Belushi at his best. Uh, some interesting side notes. Interesting side notes to this movie is that originally they were going to film this at the University of Missouri, but after reading the script, they basically turned it down. So there was uh, William Beatty Boyd, who was the president of the University of Oregon at the time. Basically, earlier, several years earlier, he was working at Cal, UC Berkeley, and they uh, the script to the movie The Graduate came on his lap, yeah. and he basically said it lacked any artistic merit so he turned it down and of course the graduate went on to be you know a classic so he didn't want to let this movie slip <laughs> through so he said yeah come on up to oregon i'm president of the university of oregon now come on up you can use my office for scenes william Beatty boyd said come on up to university of oregon <laughs> and you can film up here go duck <laughs> So there's some cool things. They brought like all the, the guys up, uh, the Delta House boys up like five days early just to hang out in a hotel and drink and party together to kind of bond. The guys that were in the, you know, the rival Omega House, they, they had them stay together and they all talked crap about each other. But although uh, Belushi at the time was having issues with drugs and alcohol, so he and his wife rented a house elsewhere in Eugene, Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So anyways, but it's kind of cool. Some other interesting stats is that there's so, such a low budget. They had no budget for this. They went to the thrift store for their costumes. Judy Belushi, John's wife, and uh, the director's wife, they made the togas. I guess they're not that hard to make. Anyway, just some interesting facts. Influencer, I think you have some some trivia about animal sports. Yeah. Back about when they were preparing for their roles and they went up to, to Oregon uh, they accepted an invitation from some girls to join a, a frat sorority party at University of Oregon, and they were being they were not treated well when they got there. the The, the frat guys were not happy about having these Hollywood guys douches show up. And, yeah, and and uh, one of the actors threw a cup of beer at a drunken football player into his face, and a fight broke out, and some actors ended up with black eyes and loose teeth that they had to kind of set back the right the, the filming for while they had to get those things <laughs> fixed up and when belushi found out that he missed out on the fight uh he wanted to go start it up again so they had to corral him <laughs> just speaking of fights the infamous food fight which i didn't even talk about yeah. the food cafeteria food fight i mean they actually really let the actors just go at it they didn't have doubles they didn't they just let them just kind of go for it i bet the, the president <laughs> of oregon was really excited after that scene yeah. right there were a whole bunch of scenes that were just improvised and they just rolled with it they just yeah, you know, yeah. they kept the, the smashing of the guitar through the in you know, the wall and apparently that's still there and they put a frame around the hole. <laughs> so it's, it's a frame nice. hole in a wall. Nice. Donald Sutherland, the other star that they convinced to do the right. film, he, uh, they brought him in and they said, look, and he read it and he goes, oh, this is just terrible. I can't believe I'm doing this. But he only had to work three days. And they said, look, you can have, you know, you can have your part of the gross percentage or, or we'll just pay you $75,000. 
and I think Belushi was getting 50,000. So he's like, I'll take the 75,000 for three days of worth of work. If he had taken his gross percentage, he would have had about three to $4 million. <laughs> oh. But, but he says it's his favorite movie he's ever made. So. Yeah. Nice. And someone else who's got their start in this movie. Well, Sutherland went, you know, he was famous at the time, but Kevin Bacon is one of his first yeah. movies. So the young Kevin Bacon was in this movie. The original title and the original story uh, was going to be set in high school. Um, Harold Ramis writes it and it's about uh, Charles Manson as a high school student. The, the very oh, first God. draft oh, and the title laser orgy girls. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. And the producer, Mark, Maddie Simmons uh, said, you know, we got to tone this thing down a little bit and let's put it at college level. And it went through some drafts. It later got drafted as the freshman year, which, you know, can you imagine this movie with a different title than animal house? I can't. Right. right. <laughs> no. no, no. You know, I, I was saying I was reflecting back on this and I feel like it's kind of a, you know, it's a tale as old as time. Uh, type of a situation, you know, a fraternity on double secret probation. Right, right. I, I was, I'm thinking. I read this story. I think it was out of his last week or whatever. Um, so I don't want to time this too much because I uh, when this will release, but it doesn't matter since we're saying it's a tale as old as time. That this stuff still goes on today. I found it really interesting. A, a this school that uh, Jeff and I went to, San Diego State, which probably uh, has had many of its own animal houses throughout the years. How uh, those kids have been pretty much okay with almost everything, uh, but recently they decided to uh, cancel spring break there, and everyone lost their minds. Uh, yeah, uh, it's yeah. a very similar type of thing. Like you can you can take away our in person classes, you can take away this, you can, <laughs> no, you can raise tuition, no, yeah, you can raise tuition, <laughs> but don't take our spring break away. <laughs> Who do you think right. you are? Yeah, so I, right. I, that's what I actually when you were talking about. Oh, that's, that's I do, like these, I could just see these fraternity guys that wait, they're they're taking spring break away. <laughs> The quote from the movie that I have to rewatch this movie because the the clips yeah. I I have forgotten so much of it and uh, I was laughing through the clips but the, the quote that that I just remembered I mean when I think of the movie is that Christ seven years of college down the drain yeah, I might yeah, as well yeah, join yeah. The, the Peace I, yeah, Corps I was looking for I was looking for that clip right <laughs> when I think of Animal House that's the quote that pops in my head seven years of college down the drain might as well join a fucking Peace Corps. Right, right, right. That was Belushi's seven years and still his, uh, or Bluto, yes, 0, 0.0 GPA. <laughs> With the Germans bombing uh, Pearl Harbor. He's not a role. Yeah. I feel like we've uh, probably all, too, met someone or had someone in our college career that was the Bluto. I think we oh, all yeah. do that. Oh, yeah. There was like one of my friends in our in our group. He basically, his parents owned a dairy and he had a lot of money. He was down at UC Santa Barbara. He was not even enrolled and he wasn't even going to any of his classes. He was just <laughs> hanging out, partying, basically like Bluto, just not going to school, not even attempting to, to pass. So there you I, go. I think we definitely, uh, I was thinking back, I had this guy that, and it was funny because at the time I was working in a after school care program. So we were working with elementary school kids and this guy's in there. I think his name was Dave. He actually looked a little like Bluto. And, um, Went, 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 so did my guy. Yeah, I went to a couple of parties with him and he could drink. That guy could drink. And uh, and anyway, so then uh, there was one time I'm at the I, I show up uh, with my my friends, my good friends and roommates and stuff like that. And we're at the U, uh, the San Diego State UCLA football game. And we kind of go into the student section and uh, I look over and uh, there's a group of about four guys that are basically I mean, they're pretty much wearing what you're wearing. Almost nothing. Chest fully painted <laughs> up. 
um, headbands on, all that kind of stuff. And I look over and he looks over and it's, it's Dave and he's hammered. But him and his buddies are there. UCLA. And then they proceeded for the entire game to pretty much not watch the game, but just throw stuff at the UCLA fans that were three rows in oh, front geez. of us and ignited the, the biggest brawl I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> and he loved it. He thought it was the greatest thing ever. But that, that, like I said, so I, I, that would be my Bluto that I remember from my uh, college days. That's right. Hey, let, we should share it. Let's share our craziest, craziest party college stories. Ready? <laughs> no, no, this is not prepared. Ready? Oh, boy. Producer Joe, what's your craziest college party story that maybe no one knows? Craziest college party story. Yeah. I've, I'll have to pass right now. Oh, okay, we'll come back to you. <laughs> this is a tough one to, to uh, yeah, throw that's off. Yeah. Yeah. How about a, a crazy party yeah. story? Just A, just A. Just so a, a crazy, crazy college party story. Actually, I've got one real fast. This isn't really that crazy, but it's kind of like Animal House. Like It could have happened to Animal House. A party. A guy comes out screaming from the bathroom, just screaming, go, what the hell's wrong? And he turns around, he shows us his bare butt. In the bathroom, they had had one an old school wall, like heater on the wall with like the little grids, like waffle iron. <laughs> he backed up and oh, he burned no. his ass. So for the rest of college, he had, he had a scar. Like it looked like uh, like a you know, like graph paper. Yeah, like, great. We called him waffle butt. I, well, I would so, I, I, I don't even know his real name to this day, but we were all, my wife and I referred to him as Waffle Butt. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> now, I was going to say, I was going to go my, my crazy. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff because uh, back in the day, uh, San Diego State was, especially prior to being, not that you should ever do that, but TJ was very close. Uh, but I won't go into any of those stories. Tijuana. Yeah, Tijuana. But uh, going up to Santa Barbara for Halloween. Uh, UCSB for Halloween back in the day. Okay. Usually, the one I'm thinking of was uh, we went up there. It was a pretty epic weekend because I think we drove up on Friday night and we went to Irvine Meadows and saw Oingo Boingo play their Halloween show and then continued on from there, slept on the floor of my friend's brother's place at USC and then continued up the next morning on Saturday to Santa Barbara for the Saturday night Halloween party. There was another guy that was with us that he was a his friend. I mean, that guy we lost probably an hour in somewhere just in some house it, it, like that. Those were like the most crazy uh, times. And I think at, at, at that point, it was right about where they started to really clamp down and shut down on it. Right. So I was I was at Santa Barbara a little before yeah. you going to school there. And and right is is the out of towners that yeah. caused all, all right. the troubles had come and trashed the place. And that's why they I had don't know to, about yeah, that. We went to a couple of people who went to school there and they were pretty, <laughs> they were pretty no, wild no. too. Yeah. We were all calm yeah. into our yeah. studies. I, I, that's not how I remember it, but I, yeah. I don't Santa remember Barbara that's community not college. how I remember that's it either, Todd. Yeah. There's always someone to lay blame on. Yeah. 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 It's not us. That's true. It was the community college kids. Yeah. SBC. Yeah. 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 That's kids. what my son says for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I drove through there with on a PGW trip and <laughs> there were there were way too many people walking uh elasted at two in the afternoon for I it mean, all it was, to be out of towners and community college yeah. kids. Yeah. Hey, uh, I just cracked another beer. I had to go back to the old standard of Mother Earth's Cali Cream and just too good. Can't beat that. Yeah, it's a good choice. I don't have a. I I was paying my way through college, so I couldn't really. I never really attended, and I and I had a, an absolute aversion. I'm sorry, Joe, to to the frat guys. Just looking at them made me shiver. Um, <laughs> all dressed the same, all walked the same. Uh, always everywhere they went was in a group. They all had their backwards and upside down visors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and the right. So, a couple places that we would regularly attend that I just thought. 
one one of them is a story that I thought this should be in a novel. This should be in a, a movie somewhere. But at Kelly's Pub, you remember Kelly's Pub? Yeah. 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 So Kelly's Pub, there was an old retired philosophy professor that was always there and he was always just crocked. And whenever I walked in um, with my roommate Spencer or my friend Tony, whenever we walked in, he would like laser beam to me and want to just start this whole philosophical argument, which of course I had no chance of even holding water next to this guy. He just wanted to put out arguments, throw out rhetorical questions, tear me to pieces each and every time. And there was no escaping him because he just latched onto me and basically intellectually humiliate me for the evening. <laughs> and I would try and I would, I, all right, I'm going to study up. And one of the last times I went there, he patted me on the back and said how much he liked talking to me. I'm like talking to me. You mean berating me in public. But but this guy was he looked exactly like if you picture an old retired philosophy professor. I mean, he looked like Socrates. The only thing missing was the toga, you know, breath that was just almost you'd fall over from his shouting at you and, and ridiculing your your arguments. And I always remember that guy whenever I drive by Kelly's pub, I'm like <laughs> they should have a plaque for him. Yeah. They may do. Yeah. They may have one. All right. Tom, we got you got a crazy, uh, crazy college well, I got, story. You know, I have several crazy college stories, but I'll go with. Well, no, I, I, gonna, I, I have one. my I have my yeah, Budo, right. who is actually one of my roommates, my third year in college. His name is Jared File, and the guy could drink like there was no tomorrow. But the interesting thing about Jared was that, you know, you'd be at the bar and everybody's drinking and having a good time, and then all of a sudden you look around and go, "Where's Jared? Where's Jared?" Right. <laughs> He had this like little thing that went off in his head when he had too much and his homing beacon kicked in. And so when you came to the point in the evening where you couldn't find Jared, you knew he'd walk home. He's running home, yeah. And you'd find him literally passed out. Hopefully not on outside. your bed. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nine times out of 10, passed out at the front door because he couldn't put the key in the lock and get it open. <laughs> so nice. Jared was classic. Um, and then in terms of just, parties to remember or that you couldn't remember my freshman year at chico the teaks had 100 kegs for halloween holy cow and they were gone by midnight oh that's a lot wow 100 kegs that's gone by midnight Ooh. at halloween i bet that wasn't sierra nevada in those kegs no <laughs> no, it was no. Probably not i can't imagine that. so all right i remember mine uh, for eight <laughs> A story. Right. We'll say a story. Wait, wait, wait. Padre's going last. This isn't good. That's how it should be. He's got the best stories. <laughs> that, that's what I mean. Uh, yeah. Well, no. Well, let's not, let's not overbuild it. Let's not overbuild it. Does sure. it include Mexico? Freshman year, moved into Northern Arizona University condo with some high school buddies who had been there for a couple of years. Move into the condo. They decide to have a party to celebrate, you know, me getting there. And I have two distinct memories of, from it. At least you have memories of it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at least you can remember. Second story condo. And um, I remember standing on the stairs in the condo and the room is full and the music's bumping. And I can literally see the floor flexing with all oh, the people. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it going, we're like minutes away from the floor <laughs> falling through, right? So... That was exciting, and I decided that I think I would like college based on that. So, <laughs> but then, so again, moving into this condo, there's two guys who are high school buddies who I know well. 
one guy is uh, went to the same high school, but I didn't know him. And the one of my buddies and this guy were both kind of, you know, scamming on the same girl. And she was a good friend of mine. So we're sitting, you know, later in the evening and I'm talking to her and she's saying, hey, between uh, and we'll just make up names. Uh, Jeff, one of them had to be a Jeff. Yeah, probably. <laughs> the good one. Probably, and yeah. Todd, we'll say the other one's Todd. Noble one was the wild Jeff. one. Todd, go, yeah. go. Yeah. Todd was the wild one. Who do you one. think, you know, who do you think I should get together with? And uh, so Todd's my buddy, right? <laughs> I guess Jeff should be my buddy. So Jeff's my buddy. And uh, and so, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm uh, you know, stating Jeff's case. Super nice guy. I totally trust him. Go with the him. bad boy. Go with the bad boy. Yeah, so he's someone, and Todd, no, this is great. The names are accurate because I said, Todd, you know, I, I don't know the guy, but I, I've only been living here a couple of days. He seems like, you know, he seems like a player. So, you know, I think, <laughs> I think you're much better set with this Jeff guy. So I've been living with this guy for three days, you know, wake up the next morning and th- this well, Todd guy is looking at me and just giving me the evil eye, right? <laughs> and I see her come out of his room. <laughs> <laughs> they just so not only did she choose <laughs> choose the guy I didn't say, but she told him everything I told her. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I had to live another uh, at least I think a uh, semester, maybe two, with this guy who. Uh, who I had thrown under the bus. And he knew uh, well, you didn't explain to him you were using reverse psychology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. Right. He should have been thanking you, yeah. you know, for yeah. playing him up as the bad boy. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. No, you know I'm not that smart. So. <laughs> but yeah, that that was my uh, first couple of nights in college, and that's uh, funny. the stories got better from there. So, <laughs> thank you for the stroll down Amnesia Lane, there, Todd. Yeah. All right. Right. And thanks for reminding me that I've got to put Animal House back on my uh, in my queue. Yep, for sure. I've got my list of movies. I'm moving that one up to the top. It's time for a rewatch. Because when you said, what do you guys remember? I'm like, what do I remember? I remember I'm a zit. <laughs> I remember Double Secret Probation. And I remember Germans bombing Pearl Harbor. Those are probably the two biggest parts I remember. Toga. Toga. No, dying. Okay, yeah. I, I have and this one quick question. Who's bruised their head trying to smash a can on it? Yeah, right. Not no, right. for me. Not <laughs> for <right>. sure. No. <laughs> that must be an NAU thing. For the record, Joe raised his hand. Yeah. <laughs> Am I the only one, really? All right. All right. Well, something to do this weekend, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably the problem. I also have gold uh, teeth from opening bottles with my teeth. Oh, uh, yeah, I did that. I don't think bad. you guys even drink. What's going on? Yeah, no, well, I grew up as a child near Hollywood, California, so I had been to Universal Studios enough time to know that the cans and bottles they smashed on things, including their heads, were were not real. <laughs> <laughs> right. Things I didn't know. Things you learn on a Universal Studios tour. <laughs> oh, wait, I got a beer, not a beer. Oh, wait a minute. What oh, am I doing? Wait, whoa, whoa. We <laughs> got overtime here? Extra time? The greatest night ever. Lo siento, doctor. El Medico. Yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. Welcome to another edition of Beer or Not a Beer. Here we go, folks. I'm going to name four beers. Three are real beers. One I made up while watching Animal House. <laughs> Speaking of Animal House, this beer, not a beer, is a tribute to facilities that house animals. Get it? House animals. Animal House. 
<laughs> which are what do you call facilities that house animals? How about zoos? All right. But this is also a tribute to breweries that a lot of breweries donate beer and making special release beers to help zoos and wildlife conservation. We've mentioned Alesmith in the past, but anyway, so there's a lot of, I've I researched, there's all kinds of, all the zoos tend to have these like brew nights or whatever with local breweries. So here we go. So these are all beers that have been uh, made for zoos or in collaboration with a zoo. Ready? The first one, you can tell me which one is not a real beer. Which one did I make up? The first one is zoo beer with the St. Louis Zoo. That is a Kolsch zoo beer. The next one is Pet My Zoo, a Pilsner made with the Cincinnati Zoo. Pet My Zoo. Beer number three is Slothenbrow. <laughs> it's a Kolsch made uh, in collaboration or for benefiting the Los Angeles Zoo. And beer number four is Rockhopper Penguin Bach, a beer benefiting the Omaha Henry Dorley Zoo. So here we go. One more time. We had four beers. Zoo beer, Pet My Zoo, Slothenbrow, and Rockhopper Penguin Bach. So we're going to go with Producer Joe. Which one is not a beer? Pet My Zoo. Pet My Zoo. I'm over like eight, though. So Okay. <laughs> and Sound Guy Tom. I'm going to go for Slothenbrow because it reminds me of Lowenbrow. Slothenbrow. All right. Influencer. You know, this is an exceptionally cerebral connection you've made. Uh, one for you and two for a night we're doing Animal House. So nicely done. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go with Pet My Zoo till Joe picked it. Because you never want to pick Joe's pick. I've done it before. Uh, if he's right, good for him. But I'll, I'm going to mix it. I'm going to go with Zoo Beer. Zoo Beer. And talent. Oh my gosh. I'm you know what? I'm just gonna go rock hopper, so one of us are gonna win. <laughs> rock hopper, penguin, box. I like the logic. Great I like the logic. All right. Beer number one was zoo beer. Uh, actually was a collaboration with Urban Chestnut Brewing. Wow. It was the first official beer of the St. Louis Zoo. Rooting for you, Joe. Thanks. I'm going to skip down to beer number four, Rockhopper Penguin Bach. Actually was uh, a collaboration with Zip Line Brewing Company. They partnered with, uh, actually called, they called it the Zoo Brew Series. They also had Snow Leopard Wit, African Elephant IP, XPA, and Red Panda Wheat. And the last beer that really was a beer was the uh, LA Zoo Sloth and Brow. Padre, yes. Woo. The beer I pulled out of my rear end was the Pet My Zoo. Anyways, one one quick note on the Slothenbrow LA Zoo. They actually every year they put a whole bunch of ingredients out on a table and they let a different animal kind of pick which ingredients are going to go in the beer. And so they let us a, a three-toed sloth. It picked out. It chose pear and roses for the Slothenbrow. Wow, there you go. good choices. Yeah. So this has been another edition of Beer or Not a Beer. I won. And congratulations, Producer Joe. Thank you. I'll take it. Join us next time for another edition. Listeners, a lot to consider here as we work our way to answering the important question, what is the best beer movie of all time? We've got three candidates already, but we're not stopping there. 
who's got the next movie. Is that you, Tom? I believe I do have the next one. Do you have a clip? I don't have any clips because taking a, a page out of doctor's notes, I'm going to leave it in double secret probation teaser and not give you guys anything. <laughs> double secret probation? <laughs> we know it's a three-hour movie at least. <laughs> we'll leave the double secret teaser probation out there for you. So no teaser. Double secret probation. Folks, you got to stay tuned and we'll find out what Tom's candidate for best beer movie of all time is. Thanks for listening. We hope you've had as much fun as we've had. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Share our podcast with your beer drinking friends. We'd love to keep talking, but right now, we got to go find some togas. You know you make me want to live my head.